This is the Ultrasounds Show and my name is Elove. Based in Oregon, C.T. Holman practices Chinese medicine and teaches internationally and he's licensed in acupuncture and certified in Chinese herbal medicine. He studied in China and specializes in facial diagnosis, channel palpitation, five element diagnosis, diagnosing and treating trauma. And he's been a drummer for over 30 years and released several records with various bands. And CT teaches and practices shamanic drumming and qigong. And he also uses these modalities to treat his patients. And he has a shamanic drumming CD called Resonating Vitality, Chinese Medicine Drum Treatments. And recently, very exciting, completed a textbook, Treating Emotional Trauma with Chinese Medicine. Greetings and welcome to the Ultrasounds Show. Hi, Ela. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. And your interest in medicine began, and health really began at an early age. Tell us a little bit about that, and who was instrumental? Well, really, it was my grandmother. She was very interested in health, but also in alternatives and just always learning. And so being around her, she basically raised me, and uh, she talked a lot about acupuncture and Ayurvedic medicine and... um, also just had a lot of home remedies. And so just from an early age, I was interested in that. And in fact, she was um, a very prolific crocheter and embroiderer. And um, when I was seven years old, I asked her to embroider me a Hopi shaman, which I still have. And so at a very young age, I was interested in the mystic arts, interested in health and medicine. And then, you know, went through school and went into school for um, environmental sciences and worked in the field teaching the public about recycling and this kind of thing. But I realized I really liked to work with people one-on-one. And so at the time, I was getting ready to move to San Francisco, and I thought, well, um, I'll try Chinese medicine. I was seeing someone for acupuncture, and she explained, you know, it's not just acupuncture. It's also working with Chinese herbs. And I was doing a lot of gardening at the time, also working with nutrition and Qigong meditation. I was doing a lot of meditation at the time as well. And I really like the philosophy of Chinese medicine, that it looks at the body as one whole entire system, and so that things are connected, and also each person's an individual. So when someone comes in for any kind of health issue, they can uh, get a diagnosis specific for that. So I could have 10 people, for example, in my clinic for diabetes, and they're all going to get different treatments. So I really like that idea that you individualize treatment and that you really look at the body as a whole system. So what are the principles, the basis of Chinese medicine in the mode that you studied? Because there's various uh, modalities or branches of Chinese medicine. Yeah, and that's quite a question. It's a very good question because the thing that's beautiful about Chinese medicine, uh, one thing that's very beautiful is it really is something that's open for your uh, expansion of who you are and what your spirit's about. So there are specific guidelines, certainly, about treatment, and, you know, there's the mapping of points, this kind of thing, but really, um, there's so many different styles of practicing the medicine, and I really believe it comes down to how you decide to diagnose, and then your treatment modality, so there's many different diagnostic methods, I mean, you can diagnose from the palm, from looking at the back, um, but I specifically work with looking at the face, I Uh, palpate the channels and you can palpate literally the physiology of the organs by palpating along the 
the meridians or channels or rivers of the body and get an idea of what's going on with the organ systems. Just like with face reading, when you look at someone's face, you can get an idea of what's happening with the different organ systems by looking at colors, the features themselves, different lines. And then I also use pulse diagnosis. And, you know, even within these diagnostic systems, there's many lineages. So, for example, for my face reading lineage, I follow the Lillian Bridges face diagnostic lineage system. And for um, my channel palpation, it's Dr. Wang Ju Yi is my teacher for that. And for pulse diagnosis, it's the Shen Hammer lineage. So, you know, for example, um, my teacher, Brian LaForgia, when he was teaching me pulse diagnosis, he would meet with this Tibetan um, master who did pulse diagnosis, and they checked the pulse at a much different location on the wrist, a much uh, more proximal location than we look in the Shen Hammer system. But they would both be reading the pulse, and they would both get the same information. So it's really interesting that um, you can use different modalities and different diagnostic systems and different approaches to those diagnostics and still get the core idea of what's happening with the balance of the organs and the channels in the body. So if someone's looking at Chinese medicine for treating their emotional trauma, because you specialize in treating emotional trauma and PTSD, so what's the difference between how trauma is treated in the West and how it's treated in your system of Chinese medicine? Well, um, there, there's some similarities and there's some differences, obviously. And with Western medicine, there's been a lot of strides. And I mean, first of all, even accepting the idea of emotional trauma. In 1980, they came out with the diagnosis of PTSD, but it was specifically just for combat veterans, you know, veterans who experienced combat trauma. Um, now it's, of course, been expanded, and now it's looked at as, you know, for many different things. It could be for natural disaster, birth trauma, childhood trauma, divorce, loss of a loved one. So now Western medicine's recognizing that these different traumas in someone's life do uh, create physiological imbalances in the body. And so the diagnostics are doing a lot of work with um, brain scans, actually, and looking at different lobes of the brain and how those respond and then how do they treat them? I mean, there's cognitive behavioral therapy and, you know, lots of talk therapy, this kind of thing. But they're also expanding into doing other types of treatments, um, including drumming, actually, and yoga, qigong, um, these more body-centered modalities. Because they're realizing that, you know, expressing and talking about trauma does help and does help progress and help someone process the trauma. But it's also in the body, in the cells. And so it's trying to help work with that aspect as well. So Chinese medicine, of course, looks at both those things. We look at the spirit and how the spirit is for someone. There's these three treasures we talk about in Chinese medicine, Jing, Qi, and Shen. Jing can be looked at as like the form, the actual structure of the body, and the essence, someone's essence, which includes like the DNA, for example. It's what you pass down um, through the generation. And then there's Qi. We've all probably heard of Qi. And that can be defined as life force or as breath and as the energy moving through the body. And then there's Shen or spirit. And that is someone's spirit. And a lot of people ask, you know, what is spirit? What does that even mean? And, you know, even in school, I went to school um, and learned a bit about spirit, but it was really more stay with my teachers later afterwards to understand at a more deep level of what does Shen or spirit mean. And what I've come to look at it as is, you know, if you have a crystal and there's light going through the crystal that's reflecting and reflecting and reflecting off that uh, crystal, when it refracts and reflects, 
It has all these different colors. And I believe that we're kind of like that. We have this, we're connected to the universal energy, and that universal energy is in us as vessels. And each person has their own combination of light, and that is what's, you know, shining through us. But through a trauma, that gets disturbed, and a lot of times even the body, the spirit, um, the spirit wants to leave the body when there is a trauma. So in Chinese medicine, we look at the three treasures to try to help bring the spirit back in the body, realign the chi that's been disordered by the trauma, and then also help with the essence to help it to be fully embodied by the body as well. Um, and that's, you know, through many different modalities and methods. And, you know, I've found through practice, um, I've been, been practicing since 2000, year 2000, and I've treated a lot of emotional trauma. And I really look at treating emotional trauma in a three-staged approach using acupuncture, herbs, uh, qigong, drumming, all these different modalities to address it. So what happens if someone has these layers? You mentioned they could have different situations in their life and it becomes layered. Mm -hmm. Is there a protocol on what would be the first thing to go for or how do you deal with that? Well, that's a great question. And it really is... um, there's many different approaches. So this is a approach that I found that's in my book, and I talk about the, there's like three stages that you, when you address trauma. The first one is I call gathering the chi. When someone experiences the trauma, their energy is normally flowing in a rhythmic pattern. It's what maintains homeostasis in the body. And when they experience that trauma, it shocks and scatters the chi. So the chi goes in all you know, sorts of directions. And then the body is no longer able to maintain balance and the channels are no longer operating like they normally would. And the organ systems are um, depleted and the blood is not being regulated. So I look at first looking at the, the whole picture, the, the bigger picture, and helping to gather someone's chi. So in that way, um, it really is working with extraordinary channels and um, acupuncture and points that help to work with benefiting that earth element. So in Chinese medicine, we have five elements, and I work quite a bit with the five elements as well. And, you know, you've, we've all probably heard of, like, you know, earth and metal and water and um, uh, fire and wood. But we have to first get someone back to their center because when, when they have a trauma, they're uncentered. Now, it's not just acute. You know, I've had people come in. I had a woman come in who's 28, and she had a severe car accident um, three years prior to treatment. And she was having hiccups, and she had gone through severe, a lot, lot of surgery. She had brain trauma. All these things had gone on for her. Um, and, you know, you might think, oh, we should treat the hiccups because that's what she came in for. But really, I wanted to first realign all the energy. So I did this treatment I called gathering the chi with acupuncture. A lot of times I'll use the drumming as well. And that's really the first day of helping someone get back in their body, establish the rhythm, and get their chi back in order, get the blood back in order, and and then we can go from there. It's very interesting because there's a kind of cyclical thing that happens when the chi is spread out like that or scattered. It's catch-22 in a way for someone to be able to regather themselves. In other words, thinking about it, 
is not the remedy for it necessarily. That may perpetuate it even more. It's almost like an intervention that has to happen to talk to the energy and say, okay, come back home. You've been spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to ground and center you. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the thing. And it can be a trauma that happened 20 years ago. I had a woman in today, a new patient, and she came in and was talking about trauma that happened to her about 10 years ago. And when she started talking about it, you could see the trauma was right there. It was almost like it just happened yesterday. Um, and there's different diagnostic clues that we can look at on the face to see that. But you can see that scattered in the So, you know, the body is very adaptable. And that's, you know, a, a, something to remember with our, with, with our existence here is that we experience traumas or have different things happen. Our body works to get back to that centering stage. It works to get back to homeostasis. But with these severe traumas, it gets back, but it's kind of clunky. The, the system is not operating as efficiently as it could. And so this, you know, intervention or this treatment, um, this way of helping to realign the energy gets to that core ungrounding. And what's interesting is, you know, there can be a trauma that happened, birth trauma. There can be a trauma that happened in utero. There can be traumas that are passed down, they're inherited trauma. And so these, and the Western medicine now recognizes this. They recognize um, that on the DNA, there's certain, in the non-coding DNA, there's markers that, are passed down through the lineage, through the through the um, generations, and that also can be in someone's um, uh, in their awareness and in their physiology before they're even born. Right. So it's this whole idea of helping them. That's right. Get back to center, ground them, and another part of that is there's an organ called the pericardium. It's, you know, in Western medicine, it's the fluid sac around the heart. In Chinese medicine, the pericardium is what protects the heart. It's called the heart protector. And it's what regulates um, the emotions in and out of the heart. It regulates the blood specifically to the heart. And so an emotional trauma, not only does the chi get scattered, but also the pericardium tightens because it wants to protect the heart. The heart is the emperor. And um, so when that happens, the pericardium tightens to protect the heart, which is a natural, you know, uh, defense mechanism that's very, you know, needed at the time. But if that person doesn't process that trauma, the pericardium stays tight, and then emotions not only get blocked in the heart, but then the heart isn't open. So there's that whole idea of, you know, a lot of people end up shutting down, and um, it's something that also is, needs to be addressed. And, you know, one of the points that I use in the um, gathering the chi treatment is pericardium 6 and egg 1, which helps to relax the pericardium and benefit the pericardium, benefit the heart, and um, on a bigger level, because it's an um, opening point for an extraordinary channel, nourish all the blood to the um, different organ systems and all the you know nooks and crannies of the body. But um, you know you're right. We have to do something to help someone feel centered. And you know I look at this. You know I have these three different stages. This stage I call the mothering stage, and so it really is helping to mother someone for them to feel safe and held and able to still their energy so they can now begin processing the emotional trauma because they still, I mean, even after we center them, that's just the first stage. Then we have to help them work through and process that trauma because, you know, a lot of people, they experience an event, you know, they have a natural disaster. You know, for one person, they experience the event, they process it, it becomes a thing of the past. But for the same, you know, for some other person, they've experienced the same trauma, 
but for them, it's stuck in their tissues and they haven't processed it yet. So this is really um, the, the folks that we're looking to help treat are ones who have a trauma that's been blocked or held in the body and hasn't been processed. Issues in the tissues. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very interesting what you mentioned also about mothering because what came to me was a sense of the person being nurtured mm-hmm. and kind of soothed back into their completeness or their groundedness or their wholeness mm-hmm. and able to express their heart energy with a safe kind of feeling. Exactly. Because there's all these different emotions that over time, if this is left untreated, then another emotion may come up as a result, a little bit of a domino effect. That's exactly right. So people end up um, having this trapped trauma that then, you know, manifests in many different ways. So, you know, everybody's going to respond different physiologically to a trauma. And... You know, the general idea scatters the chi, it distresses the earth element, it puts blockages in the channels, which can create heat and phlegm and cold, this kind of thing. But, you know, each person, after they've had that trauma, then has different imbalances in the body. So they they can start, like you said, manifest different emotions. They might really get angry, they get triggered, and that old trauma then creates these emotions in the body that then come out And, you know, someone can get highly reactive from something that might seem, you know, pretty trivial, but for them it's triggering that old trauma that's coming up, and then these emotions are coming forth. Pretty powerful stuff, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, that's the idea, is once we have them centered and, you know, mothered, so to speak, they can begin processing the trauma, but the trauma still can be triggered, and that's very common, you know, Um, If someone had a divorce and their ex-husband drove a white truck, they're driving down the street, they see a white truck, instantly that old emotion of, you know, hurt or anger or whatever emotion they experience can come rising up to the surface and then they're triggered. And so in Western medicine, the three lobes they look at of the brain, um, they look at the um, limbic system because they've done scans of people and they've had them Re, uh, remember and kind of they relive their trauma and they see what, what lobes light up and what lobes um, dim. And so the limbic system is one of them, the prefrontal cortex and the brain stem. And so the limbic system is our emotional center. And, you know, it's, you know we all have emotions. That's a natural thing. Emotions are good. It's just sometimes they can get um, uh, triggered and really rise up and cause this reactivity and put someone back in that traumatic event where then they... Um, send all the signals to the body, and the body goes into that sympathetic state. And there's this hormone surge and um, a surge of all the cortisol, and the body gets elevated, and it goes into a fight-or-flight mode. Normally, what would happen is the prefrontal cortex would check that. The prefrontal cortex um, is the one that would tell the brain, wait a second, you know, we're at this time now, this isn't 10 years ago, you know, and then the limbic system would calm down. But most of the time, the limbic system will override the prefrontal cortex, send signals to the brainstem, and then you've got the body revved up. And then over time, the body starts to get exhausted, and then it shuts down. But this is what causes the physiological issues in the body that Western medicine's been able to research and confirm. But Chinese medicine's known this for centuries, that that's the idea that then 
the channels are affected, the organ systems over time become depleted, and we really have to look at um, helping to soothe. So the next stage is really called soothing the trauma memory. And there's points that you can do on the, that I use on the scalp um, that I talk about in my book that are really helpful to soothe that trauma memory. And so over time, when we do these treatments, people then become less reactive. And there's other things we can do, too. There's Qigong techniques I teach people. There, there are different drum beats that I use, uh, different herbal formulas, and this then helps them to feel more able to go out in the world. So I call that the fathering stage. You know, so the, the father's role typically is to help someone feel able to go out in the world. That's a young activity. It's very like that's a, that's a fatherly activity to go outward in the world. And so the person feels safe to go out, and now they can drive down the street and they see a white truck. Oh. No big deal. It doesn't trigger that old trauma. Over time in your practice when you've been treating people and they are reactive, does it diminish over time with the treatments? Absolutely. Yeah, and so people then are able to um, talk about the trauma and not feel so scattered. So like when I was saying before, when uh, that woman came in today and she was talking about her trauma that was 10 years ago, her... um, her mouth was, uh, you know, quivering. She started to cry. Um, we look at the shen or the spirit, like I was mentioning. We can see the spirit on the face. There was kind of like a duskiness that came over her face, uh, a cloudiness and kind of like a, um, a separateness that happened from her eyes. And so you could see that trauma was very fresh in her, in her, whole, her whole consciousness. And so over time, what we see is then we can talk about the trauma, you know, and not that we do counseling. So in Chinese medicine, I'm not a counselor. I just will talk about, you know, how are you doing and, you know, mention things about the trauma or triggers. And you can see their shen is no longer wanting to leave the body. And it's no longer being, the chi is no longer being scattered. And their essence is strong and it's being um, fully manifested. So we, I do see that over time. And this is a little caveat. I do recommend that people also see a counselor or a psychiatrist or psychologist at the same time as doing Chinese medicine because we're working a lot with the body to help the body transform and shift that energy, but they also need someone to be able to talk to and speak with. So it really works well to do these treatments in, um, in tandem with uh, a counselor or someone they can actually talk about um, the trauma with. Does the time of day, the type of food that they eat, say if they have had trauma, and the season and the time of year impact treatments? Well, that's, that's a great question, and it's a kind of a few-part question because um, when I treat, I always consider what season I'm in, what the energy of the month is, and even the time of day um, when I do do my treatment. Now, these first two stages of treatment are pretty universal. The treatment doesn't necessarily change too much during um, the seasons because we first have to do the overall picture and the, the acupuncture points and the intention is really more overreaching into the extraordinary channels, which are active at all times. But as it gets more detailed and as we've got the dust to settle, so to speak, you know, they're grounded, they're centered, they're no longer being triggered. That's the next stage when I actually look at the um, treating the individual issues in the body so there's um uh, now once they're no longer being triggered and they're centered we can look at those imbalances when i do my treatment i think about 
where we are. We just started the summer season by Chinese cosmology, and in each uh, 30-day segment, which is about a month, which is about like the month type of timeline, uh, there are stems and branch. There's a stem and branch. So right now we've just moved into um, the branch uh, or the start stem of Bing, which relates to the young fire organ, which is the small intestine. And so the small intestine organ is very much active right now. The small intestine is what helps to build the blood. It helps to separate the clear from the turbid. So I'll be doing lots of points on the small intestine channel and even think about herbs that will affect the small intestine. But then there's also a branch, and the branch relates to an animal. And so we've all heard about the 12 animals. You know, we, like, we might know that, you know, I'm born in the year of the pig. But there's also animals for each 30-day segment. So right now we've just started the su, which is snake. And the snake relates to um, a, a weather pattern, which is the jui yin, which relates to the liver and the pericardium. So I'll be thinking about the liver and pericardium. You know, we're even seeing right now these kind of dramatic weather changes that are happening, like we're seeing what's happening in Hawaii. And even here in Oregon, we're seeing some really big changes of hot and cold weather. So it's uh, really about um, kind of more shifting energy and a lot of wind. So I do think about these different channels that are open, the different organs that are open. So the branch also relates to the spleen channel, and um, it also relates to the small intestine organ. So I'm thinking of those channels specifically when I'm doing treatment right now. But say they came in last month, it's going to be a different set of channels and organ systems that I'm thinking about. So it absolutely, in terms of treatment, I think it's very important, and it's something that um, not many practitioners actually use stems and branches, and because there's been a lot of mistranslation out there about how to interpret, how to use stems and branches in acupuncture, but through my teacher, Master Zhang Shan Wu, he wrote a book actually on stems and branches, and I, and I also I study with him um, extensively with Qigong and also astrology. And understanding these patterns, I think, is a real key to then be able to shift the imbalances in the body. And the same thing goes with food and diet. You know, you want to think about the types of food you're going to eat each season and the way you cook even. So we're going into the summertime, and that's more light eating. So we're not eating such heavy meals. We're doing also light cooking. So it's like flash-style cooking. That would be doing things like stir-fries and steamed vegetables and just lighter meals in general. Versus like in the wintertime, it's when the energy is being stored. So we want to have things that are more like roast and barbecue and, um, you know, more like uh, like the like meats and this kind of stuff and more um, saucy, root vegetables, this kind, of, um, this kind of diet. It's fascinating. There's so many layers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of layers, we are going to have you on again in a few weeks to talk about facial diagnosis. It's a great time for facial diagnosis because just about 10 years ago, it wasn't even looked at as, um, it wasn't really considered a very valid diagnostic technique. However, it's been around since the very beginning of Chinese medicine. It's in the classical text. But somehow along the way, in the last couple hundred years, facial diagnosis faded out of popularity and then became something that people just really weren't using. And it wasn't taught in the schools. And I started there with my teacher, Lillian Bridges, and, um, and now it's very much being accepted. I have an extensive di- uh, section in my book about facial diagnosis and how we can use it to understand how that person's been affected uh, by the trauma, what, that, what imbalances 
they have and what, you know, what are the organs that need to be treated and also how you can read the shen. I mean, that's, I think, a really key piece is people might say, well, you know, this person had a trauma 10 years ago. How do we know if that's really what's causing the issue? And when you talk to someone about what happened to them, because most of the time people come in, they say, oh, this all happened, you know, started six years ago. Well, what happened six years ago? Well, I had this trauma, that trauma. And when they talk about it, you can look at the shen on their face. You can watch the spirit, and you can watch the spirit change within seconds. And that helps you to understand how charged is that trauma? How significant is that? Even someone that might have inherited trauma, um, how do we know if they're really being affected by the trauma that could have been inherited in their lineage? Well, when we talk to them about certain things that would bring up that trauma that might stress them to think about that trauma, we can watch the Shen. So there's quite a bit you can, you can understand through facial diagnosis. And I teach facial diagnosis all over the world. And my students aren't just uh, people who practice Chinese medicine. I treat counselors. Uh, or, sorry, I teach counselors, um, physical therapists, medical doctors, um, and then people from all walks of life. One of the most interesting um, students I had was a student in Mexico City who her job is to restore art. So she'll take an old painting that's been dilapidated and help refurbish it and bring it back to life. And I thought that was so beautiful because really in Chinese medicine, what we're trying to do is help someone get back into their full energy, get back into their true nature and have their spirit come to life. So it's something that I think um, uh, most everyone can relate to. We, we look at faces and from babies. We're looking at faces to get that mirroring idea and to really watch the different cues. And it's something that we just use in our daily life even just uh, to relate to one another. When people would like to find out more info about you, where do they go? I think the best thing is to look at my website, and that's redwoodspring.com, and that's just singular, Redwood Spring. And on the website, I have information about my different teachings I'll be doing. I have some teachings coming up in England and Australia, some webinars that I'll be doing, and that's under my uh, seminar schedule. And then there's information there about the drum CD. There's information there about the book and um, information about my clinical practice because I don't just treat people here in Salem, Oregon. I treat people all over the world um, through uh, Skype or um, even over the phone because there's things that we can do that aren't necessarily just um, working on the physical body. We can do things to help with the spirit as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. Awesome. Likewise, and we look forward to having you on. Thank you for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom. And it's fabulous that you are able to help people wherever they are so people in this area can actually contact you if they have questions or would like to do a session with you. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Many blessings, sweetheart. Yeah, many blessings to you too. And we've been speaking with C.T. Holman, the author of Treating Emotional Trauma with Chinese Medicine and also the Resonating Vitality Chinese Medicine Drum Treatments CD. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be having a fundraiser and C.T. has very generously uh, donated a Treating Emotional Trauma book and a CD, so we'll be offering that during the fundraiser. You've been listening to Ultrasounds with DJ E-Love. Peace and love until next week.